0: So you're thinking about starting a new website. Maybe you have a new small business idea and want to sell something online. Maybe you want to show off your photography. Maybe you want to start that new podcast. GoDaddy is offering one new or transfer.com for just $1.99 for the first year. Each new .com comes with a free instant page website and built-in photo album. So what are you waiting for? Get your website started today. Go to GoDaddy.com. Enter code Kren at checkout or click the GoDaddy banner on our website, JimKren.com.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Jim Kren No Restrictions Podcast. We are worldwide. We are nationwide on the Sideshow Network. The boys are in studio. They're at Talent Networking. Terry Jones, John Evans, Mike Wysocki, ladies and gentlemen, jim krenn
0: it's jim Cren. no restrictions on the sideshow network brought to you by the sideshow network star chevrolet and star nissan in greensburg mike wysocki can't be with us today he's doing some stand-up on the road so he'll be joining us next show always miss mike we love him john evans terry jones myself we are here uh we're the three musketeers without our fourth <laughs> today guys and josh folio here our producer we have Corey Gale, our sign engineer, Frank Mergia, also social, head of social media. Dave Settelman, our executive producer, Wayne Wile, assistant uh, engineer. And we are live from the Talent Network Studios in Pittsburgh. And I gotta tell you, a nice another nice day in the Berg. A little worried about our Steelers. Not <laughs> you know, it's religion. I know this our podcast is Coast to Coast. I have respect for you know whatever team you root for. But in Pittsburgh, it's a religion. The Steelers, that's the way it is. Now, John. You know, originally your uh, your team is what San Francisco 49ers, 49ers yeah. right? But you know, when you move to Pittsburgh, what it's like here for us?
2: It's, yeah, it's, it's basically it's, it's a woman the way in August at Giant Eagle in the frozen food <laughs> section wearing a Palomalu jersey. Now you're talking. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. And that's my
0: grandma. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, we we love it out there. We love our Steelers. Yes, we do. We love Pittsburgh. And, and when we're not we're worried, you know, we we're just we're worried. I I mean we we they win all the time. We're spoiled.
1: We're very spoiled. Uh, we're not used to different uh, changes. Right. Uh, we win. I mean, yeah. We we've had an older team that that was just so uh, such a well-oiled machine. The last uh, few years of you know going to championships, winning championships, and even getting to the Super Bowl. Uh.
0: Covering Super Bowls, man, a whole deal, and all of us partying. and Yeah. It, it, like As long as we have Ben and Brett and all those guys, they're all tremendous players. They I think are. we'll be okay. I feel we'll be okay. Uh, but but you, the, just, you just
1: worry when, when you – you know. Yeah, we have a <laughs> lot of newer people. In my opinion is the offense is going to need some changes. Uh, we got to see how they ha- work it, huh? I mean, yeah, th- this is my thing. With football, when it comes to football, I'm a big believer when it comes to offense – that you have to use the run to set up the pass. Well, and we need, a, we, we, need Louis on Bell or on we need Le'Veon Bell or Le'Veon. We need Mr. Bell to you know to get better and come in and do his thing. But I feel like there's a lot of times where it just looks like uh, the way we're set up, and I also think that we. Th- need a full back again, that's my opinion, because you can see the difference without having a full back and just running single back and trying to do the schemes they're doing. It's not working. So when you do get down to third down, uh you automatically know if you're third and twelve, you're not gonna that's run a goddamn win, ball. You know, that's you're gonna, gonna throw win, it. That's gonna
0: win you an argument every time. I'm using that yeah. line. What the what uh, if you say you need a full back, no one could argue with that.
1: Oh no, nobody can I'm using that. Yeah. And you could you could definitely say that. I mean you that's look at the difference when uh Kreider was our full back and <laughs> even with Willie Parker running in the background with Kreider and uh, Bettis, you see a huge difference. And it set up very, uh, it set up a lot of good pass plays.
0: I remember Myron Cope going nuts when we stopped fullbacking. He was oh. a fullback.
1: And, and he then was he, going nuts. Rest in peace to him, and that's what <laughs> happened. You can't not have a fullback. You know, <laughs> you can't. It's it's really – especially because we've always had a fullback here. We're just not one of those teams that that are able to do uh, what like a – The Eagles could do, or anyone else. We need nine backs back there. We need we need (laughs) nine nine backs to block. We We need more backs. I think the Steelers need a time
2: machine to get back to a time before (laughs) Marcus Pouncey blew his knee out. Oh my god! Uh, Because that is going to be a bigger problem than anything we've talked about. And looking for Le'Veon Bell, having your savior be a rookie running back who's never carried a ball professionally. That's he, he a bit gets, of a stretch. I know he keeps getting hurt in the shower. That's a bit of <laughs> that's yeah, a bit of a stretch. And uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't. But the Steelers have had a history of starting off poorly and making the playoffs. Uh, yeah, one of Chuck oh yeah, Knowles many last times. The first two games of the season, uh, they lost by a combined score of like sixty to five. I remember that. And uh, they wanted to fire uh, Chuck Noll, and they ended up making the playoffs. Ninety six. Uh, Greg Lloyd got injured, and they lost to Jacksonville uh, opening day, and people thought the sky was falling. Yeah. And they still yep. make the playoffs. So it's uh, one game does not I, a season make. I, and, I,
0: I remember what you're saying the, that that lopsided uh, error that beginning of the season uh,
2: with Noel. It was crazy. Exactly. They we made him fire a bunch out. of coaches and stuff, and he almost quit. And...
1: and
0: they came back and made the playoffs. So you're right;
2: you can't count them out.
0: Well, what you them got out. Ben back there, man. You can't count them out.
1: Yeah, you can't. So count anything
0: them out. can happen. Hey, I want to say, uh, I, changing gears here, uh I uh, found out that the Jimmy Kimmel video was fake. You know, or
2: the, or, I knew sorry, that was the vi- fake the second I saw it, but I, I really didn't publicly say that this because it's not I thought really it was too now for people who don't know what we're
0: talking about there's a video that's been viral the past 10 days or so this girl is twerking she catches on fire it was revealed last night jimmy kimmel said he set it up he had the girl interviewed and talked about how he put the video out with no promo or anything and it was all fake but johnny you, you uh, I, I kind of, John, I got to yeah, tell ya, yeah, you, I was know. suspect also on it. Well, when I, you know, when the, I first the
2: telltale signs are the candles on the table. Right. And yeah. doing it on the door where, hey, someone could walk in at just the wrong moment. Come on, that's too. I, I, I've i watched enough internet videos <laughs> to smell out a fraud. What did you uh, think? Did you think it was real from um,
1: the beginning? I knew it was fake, but I mean. Did you? I, knew, gonna... I could tell it was fake because I was the reaction of her on fire just didn't sell to me. <laughs> uh, and was the... the
2: fire CGI or how did they do that?
1: It, I, they didn't reveal. They, they said did.
2: she's a stunt woman. Oh,
0: okay, it, it oh like, that makes it sense.
1: Look, it looked like it could have possibly been CGI. I was looking really close to see if it was because I was like, "There's no way this is real." I mean, I've seen some uh, epic fails where like people. There was the big girl that was on the table once singing. I don't know right. if you saw that one and the table flipped and <laughs> she like landed on her back <laughs> Were you, in the middle of the table like it like cut her in half kind of thing, but it was real. I mean, it does happen, but
0: I. But, I thought but it was you great. know what though, guys? Did you see? Did you happen to watch Kimmel? Last yeah, because they they did put, you
1: see? They put the video on uh, YouTube of Kimmel, you know, talking about how. Did he you see
0: everything. all the news outlets though that reported it as? Uh, you know twerking can be dangerous like they yeah. were beli- they were yeah. reporting it as a journalistic story like you know
2: this can happen well what's well, i think what kind of i don't think it a sweat weird. your sweatpants aren't going to catch fire by just getting them on i mean immediately but aren't going to catch on isn't fire.
0: it crazy though that the news outlets are just reporting it is true i mean they they these are supposed this is who we turn to for the news in other words and you know twerking can be dangerous and it's a
1: fucking fake
0: Right Video
1: from Kimmel Well they did a whole thing About how twerking Could be dangerous To (laughs) your health And they're asking doctors Is there Can you hurt yourself Twerking And this is all Because of fucking Miley Cyrus man I mean I love (laughs) Miley But she's fucking up The twerk game man She's messing The twerk game She's messing up The twerk game I need my Twerk Tuesdays To continue Uh. to happen Okay everybody knows What I'm talking about here you all go to the tween, t- the Teen Twerk YouTube. channel. Have you been to Teen Twerk YouTube? Uh, I, ch- I believe I've seen. Some See, of them, everyone yeah. has seen Teen Twerk. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Have you? Have you been? To I haven't teen- seen. No. Oh, I, no. You're the show. Hetty, forgive me, but I'm gonna <laughs> show you the Teen Twerk videos.
0: It <laughs> sounds y- like something Chris Hansen would walk in on. You oh know, man, with the cookies and lemonade. Yeah, their
1: mom was Why their you manager. Just set a seat
0: over here, Teen Twerker.
1: And yeah, her mom was their manager, and was like, "You are gonna twerk something." And we're going to make millions. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, they're fucking up the twerk game, man. The news has to chill out with this, man, because there is no health issues to twerking. It's good exercise and cardio. uh, uh,
0: The other news story that made me laugh is Dennis Rodman writing a book with Kim Jong-un. He's he's, he's hanging with him again. North Korea's uh, dictator, Kim Jong-un, he is, like, his best friend, saying what a great guy he is. Apparently he hasn't read Escape from Camp 14. No, and <laughs> all the other atrocities that this guy has caused he's his body he's, he's writing a book with him are you kidding me they're partnering in a book is
2: <sighs> a children's book or <laughs> <laughs> the <best thing>.
0: well <laughs> the book is, this is what Rodman said he said Kim Jong-un is a good guy they want to write a book they can clear up misconceptions so there you go he, he wants to make it make everything right I guess for him right he just wants attention. They're, they're writing it together, uh, but from different perspectives, whatever that means, and it'll be like in a diary form or something, which will be like, I guess, uh, you know, I gave Kim Jong-un a labrador retriever today to show him friendship, and Kim Jong-un writing, oh, Dennis brought me lunch today. Very nice. <laughs> Lab mac and cheese was very good today. So. I, yeah, something like that. So I, they're going back and forth, but they're together. I it's do. a weirdest... Relationship I've ever known.
2: Yeah, well, he's uh, he's uh, a substance abuser. Let's look at it closely. Yeah. I mean, this guy's out <laughs> of his mind. He was one of Dr. Drew's guys on Celebrity Rehab that uh, you, know, <laughs> yeah. you know hasn't OD'd. Yeah, uh, really. So I'm I'm waiting for that shoe to drop because he's about as stable as. Uh, you know i mean he's 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 very seems to me to be a very uh, unstable guy
0: everybody got a decent side but my god kim jong-un is the mo- one of the most evil people on the planet he's tor- they're torturing people they they have a they have a law where three generations of families go to prison for just dis- disrespecting him yeah. i don't get it i get it Rod, in a way rodman's getting some attention and who thought, fawning all over Who this thought dude, rebounding
2: just... would be would get <laughs> someone famous. But am I that yeah? <laughs> you know I mean? but am the that, There's am I that? been a lot of good rebounders in the yeah. league. What, but Not with colored hair. Not like
0: that. Not like that. Are we that fucking stupid though to, to believe and go, hey man, he's a good guy. Misunderstood. Yeah. No, you know, he's someone, not misunderstood. He, he he's an wants- asshole.
1: He just wants to have the attention that he used to. I mean, this is a guy who dressed up in a fucking wedding dress and look, that's whole, true. That's That'll it. do it. Plus,
2: there's the you know, his whole life has gone downhill since uh, you know he was banging Carmen Electra. I mean, you, when yeah. you peak that young in right. life, I mean, that's it's all downhill. That isn't is it? downhill. You yeah. got to do some attention grabby things mm-hmm. to to stay in the mainstream media. Yeah, he even I, I played guess.
1: in that movie with Jean Claude Van Damme. Wow that, that You remember that double what Was it double Double team That was more when he was a star though, right? Was he in that Was he yeah, more he of a star, a star At the time he was, was playing all like weird With like other people That were like semi-gay Characters in the movie And they had like tight leather And Switzerland or he some was, shit. This guy it's was weird. pulling down 15 million a year 8 million from the NBA And
0: you know, the other from Endorsements and movies <laughs> And he's broke at this point, hanging with
1: Kim Jong Un, writing books. That's book. why he's. That's why he's doing it, Kim Jong Un, for the free probably. meals. Yes, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like, hey, I can come over here, yo! I'll give you some noodles and ten bucks if you have, write I, this. I book I know I've me.
0: said this before, but I, I really think Kim Jong Un thinks he's Michael Jordan. Has no idea. Well, he goes home every night. Go, Michael Jordan said he wrote a book with
3: me.
2: So excited! <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, well, hey. Uh, College is starting back up again. High school, college—all the kids are going back in school Driving through Oakland, maybe think of the college days, and and that is the fun. It was the funnest time in college, man. College days were the greatest. You
2: know, I loved it. If by college you mean uh, community college, <laughs> I totally, I totally know what you're talking about, Jimmy.
0: I was a community college graduate. Were you really? Yeah, I went to community and went to IUP. Did you take radio there. I did not. I took, I actually have a Bachelor of Science in Business, believe it or not. Wow. I know, which is, a, the uh, may. Uh, would you, uh, I'm the worst businessman in the well world, done. of course, yeah. <laughs> no, no, you're not. But, <laughs> but uh, Dennis Robbins. is. Dennis Robbins is the worst, yeah. I went, and I, went, I went to Community, and then went to IUP. Community is a great way to go. It yeah, is. Because is. you can figure it out is. what you want to do before you, you know,
2: college is so expensive. Yeah, or realize that you just hate school so badly, you'd rather
1: sell
0: well, shoes you may have a th- <laughs> or find you find your talent it could be anything well, it doesn't necessarily necessarily
1: college but yeah it, you it know doesn't... not everyone has to go to college it's, oh yeah well, I, that's bill gates i said fuck college <laughs> after a while I, I did go and i was just like oh, i can't this ain't for me man I, I could only tell jokes in life that was it I, I, yeah I, I agree it's not for everyone in, in
0: you know we learn i i actually learned more after college college was more to me anyway i mean i guess if you're not if you're starting to be a doctor or something, sure, it's a lot different. But I was, you know, goof studying, you know, studying business. But it was more social for me. I learned more socially yeah, than academically. I learned more academically after college. Although I had great professors. I really did. At IUP, they have some great professors. And, My sister and community teaches actually at did. IUP. Too.
1: Really? Well, she teaches at uh, CCAC here and she does teach classes up there. She got her criminology. There you go. Her doctorate – well, she got her bachelor's at IUP, okay. and she um, got her doctorate at IUP in criminology.
0: I See, that's what I mean. I had, they had good, great professors at IUP, and I got to yeah. tell you, I had some great professors, actually, at community college. Because they they she teaches at IUP. Yeah. And, they had and professors she teaches
1: at – CCAC is her main thing. Right. She does teach up uh, IUP. So,
0: so. I, I, I always think of the characters in A Social Life that I had I, – <laughs> I can't uh, – really, the characters that I carry with me and I do characters that are influenced characters. Like, for instance, Ralph the Cat. For years, I've done Ralph the Cat, my cat who's yeah. on catnip, and, you know, you know, a real paranoid man. And, and people wonder where he was based from. He was based from a buddy of mine in college, my roommate, one of my roommates. You know, spent three year, – three and a half years, actually, at IUP, and uh, two and a half at community college. Yeah, figure that okay, one out. So the, the, it everybody took me has a few the years friend that's get,
2: got the skull bong with the rat crawling out the eye. That guy, that guy, <laughs> Bullwinkle <laughs> yeah, yeah, was my roommate, he, <laughs>
0: and he was the influence of, of Ralph. I won't give his real name. I'm sure i don't think he wanted out, but but Bullwinkle was my burnout friend, and he was a great guy. We, we loved him. He was the kind of guy. I don't know if I ever did I ever tell you anything about Bullwinkle on this show. I don't, I don't think, think I so. Have, not no, on the show. No, not on our show. Off yeah, the show. Off the show, I, off the show. Yeah. I don't want to share it with everyone. Bullwinkle was the guy who. One time, my buddy uh, Phil and my buddy Rod and I found heard noises in the in the bathroom, splashing. We got in. He was in the tub with a snorkel and mask, and we're like, "What are you doing?" And he goes, "Dude, you wake me! I want to see if I could sleep underwater." Oh my god! That kind of burnout. Yeah. Uh, We we took this is a true story. We took we took probability and statistics. Okay, for the second time, I already failed it. He failed it. I don't even know what his major was. I have no idea what his major was. But I know he, he had to take <laughs> prob stats again, okay? And we took it in the summer. And it was a six-week course, and I remember Bullwinkle is going to study with me because he says, dude, we got to pass this, man. I'm like, <laughs> okay, we'll study together. So we study, and we're really working at this thing. We get to, like, the midterm, okay? yeah. The professor was tough as nails, ex-marine, really. But he was a doctor, and... You know, in math or whatever, crew cut. Picture that picture that every Full Metal Jacket sergeant or something. You know, one of those guys. That's what he looked like to me. Nice guy, but really strict. And we, and I, study really hard for this thing for hours and upon hours and days upon days and bongs upon bongs. So, (laughs) so we 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 take it. Now I'll never forget. Now this is a midterm. Yeah. We had to be fifteen minutes in. And Bullwinkle's done. And I'm like, this is two hours. What do we have? And he gets up. He's here. looking. He goes, Ace it, dude. <laughs> Ace it. And he hands this, uh, this blue book thing in his book. And he goes, I meet him uptown at Wolfendale. So I'm like, what happened? He goes, Dude, that was so easy, man. <laughs> Thank God we studied together, dude. And I'm thinking, fuck, man. I don't know how. How could I have? What did I do? Because that took me two hours, and I didn't think I was really unsure, man. I was worried, and so a week goes by. Okay, We're, we got a couple classes, and the next week we get the blue books back. Okay, and I, I looked, and I got a sixty out of hundred. You know, sixty just oh, I barely okay. made a D. Yeah, and studying paid off for me. I, I just had to pass this thing, right? Yeah. I look over, and Bullwinkle's head is <laughs> down on the desk, man. <laughs> he is shot down, and I look over, and I'm going, "Boy, what happened?" He goes, "He's dead." can't believe it mom I go, what'd you get he goes 13 <laughs> <laughs> out of 100 so he, he looked, How's that fucking possible? i know i don't know but he looked at me <laughs> i swear to god he looked at me and he goes he goes i'm gonna go talk to him
1: <laughs> yo how is that possible and i'm like oh god i'm
0: thinking <laughs> has to be a mistake talk to him yeah so he goes up and i'm still Kind of standing, hovering, listening because I had to hear this whole thing. Yeah. And the the professor's in there. He goes, he goes,
3: excuse me. Yes, just I studied
0: for, for like hours, man, <laughs> <laughs> with Jim. And I'm like, don't bring me into this, right? And he and he look and he says the the, the exam. He goes, he goes, dude. <laughs> he swear to God, he says, he gave me a thirteen. He goes. At least you could have did his curve.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right hand
0: to the Lord of God. Right hand yeah. Lord of God. Oh man. The professor said I did. You got an eight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's good. He this curved curve, him up. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> he did. He got an eight. I was uh, <laughs> that is too funny. <laughs> <laughs> True story. So you studied business? As, business, yes, a
0: bachelor of science in business, marketing specifically.
1: That's where I was a uh art yeah, major funny. when I first started because you know, I did art at the time. I, I oh yeah, you're a very talented so, artist. Yeah, terriers uh, yeah, you can draw, paint, the whole thing. I yeah, I used to be big into that. And then uh when I moved back to go to Duquesne University, I ended up going uh studying philosophy. Interesting. Yeah. So it was just Interesting. Well, real weird. We had some uh, characters, man. Uh, now
0: philosophy you would have the most eccentric character. Right, I mean that would be an interesting. We had some interesting
1: uh, professors. Uh, there's some nice people up there, man. Uh, it was it's a good school. I, I think it is. Like you said, it's more of a thing where you uh, learn how to deal with life uh, socially and and uh, trying to budget, even though it kills your fucking credit you, when you first exa- Yes, it's, it's very expensive. <laughs> your, your credit gets raped, no vaseline. You whatever. learn to
0: deal with life. It's, it's a great way to put it. There, it's true, and in, in, and you learn how to learn in a weird way.
1: Indeed, and you learn how to party
0: And you learn how to
1: party You learn man. how to fucking party That's what IUP is, <laughs> I usually party
0: That's why I went That's there not, yeah, I, When I was a community <laughs> recruiting things, I'm not kidding I found out it was three girls to every guy And I'm talking to my parents going, you yeah, know, this is really great school <laughs> Academically, so it's going to be great for me
1: the, oh, the parties were epic, and I used to go uh, to Slippery Rock all the time and hang out with my friends and party up there They had some
0: epic-ass oh, events now, where did you go to community college? Where,
1: where? Uh, that would have been
2: Tulsa, Oklahoma. But what was I that st- like? Uh, grim, uh, <laughs> in a word. <laughs> it's just uh, I, I, you know, I, I graduated high school in Oklahoma. I don't have any uh, allegiance to the state other than that. But we started our partying like when I was fourteen. It was pretty aggressive. I, I lived in Northern California before we moved to right. Oklahoma, so our partying started. I mean, we used to we used to skip school. Get on a BART <laughs> rapid transit bus uh, and go to Berkeley, California and, and you know, uh, buy used records and come back home uh, before our parents n- knew that we were even in another. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's pretty wild. And, man. you know, bring the weed, get a couple slices of <laughs> Blondie's pizza, which is a uh, gigantic pizza there. And, uh, yeah, we I got suspended a lot. What if this is not too bad?
0: I, the way you started out, that you know, the whole Tulsa, I, I, I was picturing an episode of Intervention or something. No, that's no, not that bad. <laughs> no. Some weed and pizza. But, well, <laughs> hey, but I mean,
2: that was that steadily <laughs> happened for a few years. So uh, <laughs> I did my my grade point average my freshman year of high school. This is true. I had yeah. a point six seven grade point average Ooh, at wow. the halfway point.
1: 0.67, <laughs> dude, that might be the that's bow-wagon. good stuff. I I
2: well
0: one. I, I, it is a party school iup okay yeah
1: and a lot of people a
0: lot of, that are in school right now in college you'll you'll have to learn i had to learn when i went after partying to, to get it together so what happened was i ended up with like a one nine 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 whatever it was gpa you had to have a two oh to get into the next semester right yeah so i fucked up so i had to have one course where i had to get an a guarantee i took puppet making oh yeah so find your if you're in college right now, find your puppet making class now. It's your go to class. I'm not kidding. The professor he actually to me sounded like Mr. Rogers. He did a little <laughs> bit. It was for elementary ed. I remember going in there. It was a summer class too. Me and my buddy Rod took it. And I remember walking in his name and he walks in and I go, Uh, what do you need for this class? And he goes, You'll need scissors and glue. I'm like I'm. <laughs> Rod and I are like we're in. Uh, we're this.
2: You should have paid attention, Jim. You could uh, you could have been the next uh, that, that Elmo guy without the <laughs> allegations. <Yeah>.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> oh man, that dude <laughs> sent <laughs> black people back. Is <laughs> <laughs> it's this six foot twelve <laughs> black dude doing the voice of Elmo and? Uh. <laughs>
0: well, you know what though? It's it's it, you. Get college work. That's the whole. That's the thing, right? like I said, not everyone needs college. At the, you know, that's the way it goes. It, Whatever your talent is, your talent is. Follow your dreams. Follow your dreams. If it it all starts somewhere, and the reason I want to bring it up is, what's your first job? Oh, what is it? I was in the, It was in my. I was in my neighborhood where I grew up, and that's where my first job was. I was thinking about uh, because it's closed. The restaurant I worked. <laughs> I worked in an American restaurant. it Was called. It was a shot and beer place in the strip district, and I was a janitor. That was my very first job. I was like seventeen years old, man, and cleaning urinals and mopping and the, the, you know, I, just
1: a janitor kind of gig. The but irony is that first? was my first real job. That was your first I job. I was too. a janitor, but See, not. We all at, start. I worked at um, Little Shoes. Or my dad. Is. Oh yeah, and, yeah, legendary uh, yeah, place. Legendary uh, shoe store here in Pittsburgh, and uh, I did like all the maintenance and stocking and cleaning. That was your first uh, gig, and yeah, in the shoe store, and there were some fucking characters in the basement because there's <laughs> two people. What happens is, uh, whenever you go to certain businesses, there are people that they keep locked away in the back for a reason, <laughs> so they can work. They're good workers, but you don't want them interacting (laughs) with (laughs) any of the customers. (laughs) Any of the people. So, uh, you know, there were two characters. uh, My buddy Dan, uh, who is awesome. He loves knives. He actually got me this real cool knife, and he collects toys and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dan Hauk, who told me awesome uh, stories of the 70s and drugs and just some cool-ass stories. (laughs) So that's why they keep him in the back. And uh, then there was Larry, who was this awesome, funny, short guy. Who uh did stock work and he was he came with the store pretty much like my dad he was like there for years yeah. and he always told me like stories <laughs> of like how uh, there was a chick and on his street that was like way younger she's like close to my age and Larry's probably in like his uh 40s like mid 40s <laughs> and he was t- he called her the blonde bomber. And he would always just go, hey, Tara, I love the blonde bomber. I, I just have to get get her. <laughs> and so she would see him and freak out and, like, run. he he like, wave at her and she'd freak out. <laughs> and I felt bad for Larry because Larry had the worst yeah. luck ever. He was, like, this awesome guy. Yeah. Um, just... Buddy of man. I got to call him. And um, he would always – he was just so clumsy. He would always get hurt. Like, I'm talking – this is the most frail, small guy – did you could think of? And he has kind of like a box, has the mustache, kind of looks like a former member of Hall and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like he had a mullet back in the day. He was one of those guys. <laughs> he was Daryl Hall, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yo, did you listen to Hall and Oates? He was like, I hate those pussies. Oh. Like, that, was, that was his thing. He's like, I like fucking rock. But hey, huge Lemieux fan. If you say Wayne Gretzky around That's, him, he snaps. Oh really? That's but he had the funniest <laughs> fucking stories. And I remember him telling me, like, uh, I came in one day. I was mopping the floor downstairs, and I go, uh, Larry, what happened, man? He goes, oh, tear! I was moving a refrigerator down the steps, and I fell. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Like, How did you just fall? He's like, the fridge went one way, I went the other. I was like, well, at least it didn't land on you this time. Then there was a time where uh, he was standing in front of a garage door. This is how bad his luck was. He was standing in front of a garage door, opened the garage, and he said, "Tear!" I heard cling, cling, boom, pow. I looked up, and I said, uh-oh, and the garage door hit me and knocked me out and gave me a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> like, he has the worst luck. <laughs> then, one of my favorite uh, stories that he <laughs> told me, because he always goes to Tampa for vacation. Okay. Can we yeah. get this
2: guy on the show? Yes,
1: hey, I'm going to call Larry again. Yeah, Please. you have to.
0: I'm going to meet This him. guy's uh, like a, a uh, bad
1: luck child. Oh, yeah. Love <laughs> that, <laughs> love that. I it's have to rock. get like Larry it. on here. Uh, Larry, Larry and, you're welcome on the show. Uh, Dan was another character, too, but... Uh, he was just telling me, like, stories of, you know, tripping out and stuff. That was the cool thing about working that first job because just meeting them. And uh, But there was a story Lori, or, uh, Larry told me about a Penguins game. He came down to the Penguins game to get tickets, and yeah. uh, him and his buddy had these. Uh, they already had tickets, but they were trying to get better seats. You know how people do. Right. Hey, I'll right. sell these and then just get some other ones. And uh, he said, now, everyone, uh, if you're not from Pittsburgh, where the Penguins used to play is right near the Hill District, which is one of the most hood spots in Pittsburgh. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, like, right up the street from, uh, you know, or right up the street from where the Penguins used to play at the Civic Arena. Even right now, still at the council, it's still near the Hill. But the Hill's not as crazy as it was. He said that there was a guy there, a black dude, just sitting there. He was like, yo, y'all need tickets? Y'all need these tickets to the Penguins? (laughs) He said, uh, yeah, we need tickets uh, to the Penguins. He goes, oh, all right, look, give me your tickets. I'll go around the corner to my boy, get these other tickets for you, yo, and (laughs) we'll make this happen. I'll trade you for these ones, you know, these better seats. He goes, all right, uh, but I'm going to need a wallet or something. You're going to have to give me something so I know you're coming back. This is Larry. Larry says that to him, and his boy sitting next to him, he goes, oh, all right, yeah, here. Let me get them tickets. Here wait, goes my wallet. So Larry <laughs> waits and this dude yeah. like hops a random fence. Or something. And he's like, I just saw him hop a fence. And I went, I don't know where he's going. So they wait for about 15 minutes. Like that guy gave Larry his wallet. Yeah. He wait for 15 minutes. And he looks at the wallet and opens it. And there's the ID of a white dude. (laughs) (laughs) And then he goes, oh, we've been tricked. So they go around the corner. He said he goes around the corner. But it's in his real hood ass bar. And he said he walked in. We've been tricked. Yeah. (laughs) He said he walked in. And uh, because they were the only white people to walk into this hood bar, yeah, everything stopped—the music, the noise <laughs> like of the these. glasses. Everyone just looked at him, <laughs> and he said he saw a dude in the way back sitting in like a booth, like he was the king of the bar. And he goes, <laughs> "Oh, y'all still want them tickets? Come back here, yo! Come get your Are tickets." Are you shitting me? Oh no! And then Larry and him just walked away. He said, "Fuck you! I told you we shouldn't." Gave him those tickets <laughs> oh, <laughs> like he's snapping on his boy. Now they can't even get into the game. They got to go to a bar and get drunk. Oh, that's uh, but. Yeah, I yeah, that wow, my man. first job had that was that where you were hanging with Larry. Uh, I was hanging with was... Larry and Dan, and Dan had like funny stories. <laughs> he, he had a funny story about his buddy. date. um, I think they were on shrooms. Uh, that'll they, always be funny, yeah, because back in the day, that's that was the thing. I think he said they were tripping out on shrooms, and he was driving, and his buddy got out of the car. There was like someone next to him to just beep to him to let him know, like. His shirt was stuck in between like the door or something. (laughs) And he said he looked over to the left and he looked to the right and his boy was on the other side, like beating this dude's ass through the car. And he's like, what the hell? Then there was another town where somebody was uh tripping out on acid and they were standing on the roof of a garage and he said, "Hey, do you see that right there?" He said, "Don't stand up." He said, "Do you see that?" Uh, and fell off the roof. <laughs> so, yeah, those guys. So that's Mopping interesting. Floors Jane, and that, stocking, yeah, well, uh,
0: what was your first
2: job? I well, I when I was in high school, I worked in a card store, but the uh baseball card store. And nice. uh, but my first cool. real job yeah. out of the house was yeah. um was this place called Stan Sports Center, and it was a uh, – used to be – it was a sporting goods store, mom and pop. Okay. It used to be George Frazier Sports Center, who was a pitcher for the Yankees. He married into the family, but they changed it, the name of it to give it to Stan, who was like the black sheep of the family. He was this uh, really tall, <laughs> blonde guy that I, I'm pretty sure – uh, you know, was on several illicit <laughs> substances <laughs> and may or may not have ran a gambling operation in the back. Okay, bag. may or may not have. Okay, so he uh, hired these old guys who were like the... um the salespeople, and uh, they were, I guess, friends of the family or whatever. But it was very much like Terry. I mean, these guys were absolute characters. the um, the, the main guy's name was Al. He was like a he's like an eighty year old Jewish man, and he would walk around and he would call you different names. He'd walk up to you and be like, "Hey, you're a good worker, Melvin. Yeah." <laughs> keep working iodine yeah you're good and <laughs> keep then and out. then he'd walk away and go down the trail we go as he like, and he could outsell you he could outsell anyone he was just the, the the funniest old man but he he would have like women come in that looked like you know maybe prostitutes and he would give them money (laughs) and uh they'd kiss him on the cheek and stuff and he was just this really funny old man and the other guy uh larry another larry who uh was really did nothing but the register uh, but he would play hardball when people would return shoes they would say "Uh, you can give me my money back and he goes well, I don't believe that's going to transpire, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way he talk. Yeah. Transpire, and then, uh, and that. then you had my favorite, Dude, Bill Taylor. Was the uh, God bless him? This guy was. Um, he was in charge of the team uniform business. We did little league uniforms, and okay. and he was like one of those guys that would always try to top your story. Like if you said, uh, "Oh yeah," I like know, I, I would, I would on purpose try to t- to get a story out of my Jay Bill. who it's really windy outside. And he goes, "Ah, bullshit." Okay. <laughs> I was on the island of Guam. Son, <laughs> Guam. It was 130 knots. Yeah. Okay. That's a nautical term, son. You think not- that's windy? That's <laughs> And then, uh, like one time, he did. He was supposed to do an adult little league team, and he did it in all youth sizes. Yeah, he did the whole printed the letters, the names on yeah. youth sizes. They came to get him, and they were like, "These we need these tomorrow, and these are all wrong." And he was like, "Oh my god, don't tell Stan. He's going to fire my ass." Okay, so I, I like kind of protected him in that way. I, you know, but uh, and Stan, how
0: did, wait, was, how did he get out of that? Like, well, how well, would
2: Stan not know. Was, well, their money was. They were behind the Rydell football helmets, who okay. they make the NFL helmets, or the YouTube before i uh, used to but now um but stan would he was kind of angly in in a way like he wanted to do olympic shirts and he found out you couldn't put the use the olympic logo <laughs> on there and he had all of these powder blue shirts that he just blank shirts that he he goes i tell you what we'll do he goes we're not gonna put the olympic torch on there nothing we're just gonna have one word lila <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> That's where they have the Olympics. We're gonna well, just Lillehammer. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and did that. was it? And we had a thousand powder blue Lillehammer shirts. Did that they sell? Did not sell. I was gonna say.
0: I can't imagine that selling. Classic. Funny. I mean, it
2: was one of the most poorly run <laughs> things I'd ever been involved with, and I wouldn't trade a minute of it because of uh, how these guys were like true characters. That man today 's changed his name to warren buffett
0: <laughs> that 's what happened to him yeah that, that's that is you meet your favorite characters I think when you're when you 're your first couple jobs, yeah because because you're know you 're you know, starting out you 're more you have to an observer, observer And, and uh, no matter what field you end up in you know your first job is the one that you just meet those unique characters and it 's yeah. a ton of fun I the American restaurant, the rapid South American yeah. restaurant shot and beer place turned into a gay bar a few years like after i leave okay but i'm still i'm mean, that's ah, my neighborhood i'm, I'm in, it's in the strip it's like a couple doors down from where i live and the character that i did otis <laughs> off of on the on the show which we loved mudbone from richard prior which yeah. is a huge influence on terry and i talk about him all the time but otis was this character who was my mudbone this guy this this he lived down down like always by the Edison Hotel. I don't know if he lived in the Edison, <laughs> but he, and he would always be around the neighborhood. Then he was this great guy, and he'd always talk to me. We were buddies. He you know owed us, and his actually real name was Hammy. Hammy yeah, yeah. and I were always buddies. And Hammy would go into the bar all the time when I was janitor, and Hammy
3: just always treated me like gold. Just a good guy, you know. He would go, Jimmy, how you doing? You know, good, good. good to see you, son. Good to see you You're doing a good job on the journal. <laughs> You are doing a good job on your. I can see my face in it, Jimmy. <laughs> I'm telling Mr. George about that because you're doing a good job. Thanks, Hammy. Like, just,
0: you know. So they turned into a gay bar, okay? And, and um, I see Hammy. And, and now this is after the first maybe three, four months that it turned from a shot and beer American restaurant to a uh, gay bar, Jackson's, okay? Kind of shock for some people in the strip district, right? Yeah. And especially Hammy. Who got me in into...
3: Jimmy! Jimmy! He's like half a block away. Hammy, what's up? Come here. Come yeah. here, Jimmy. What's up, buddy? How are you? Now, you know Mr. George closed the restaurant right about three or four months ago, right? Uh, yeah, he did. He did, yeah. He goes, now, Jimmy, have you been to the new place? Have you been to Jackson's yet? Well, no, Hammy, I haven't been to Jackson's. <laughs> Well, let me tell you something. I was walking down the alley, right? And, and this guy, okay, he, he comes out. Now he look he's a man, but he looked a little bit like a woman.
1: <laughs> and he
3: was carrying potatoes out of the trunk. And I said, Hey, you need help? And he goes, Sure. So I helped him carry potatoes, Jimmy. <laughs> now he looked at me and he said, You want a drink? I'm the bartender. And I said sure I have yeah and he gave me this drink. I mean I look around and then there was another guy. I looked a little different to me. You know what I'm saying? But the bar couldn't help it, the bartender just looked like a woman. That's what I'm trying to say to you. <laughs> and he paused. I'm not kidding, I'll never forget the
0: pause. And he just it's an afterthought. He never said a word, but just this an afterthought. He just went he went
3: Cute little bastard. <laughs> That's all said. That's all said. <laughs> Cute little bastard. Goes, I'll see you later. It
0: was, anyway. so it was, he was just trying to, you know, vent that on. And, you know, just trying to. He's trying to process.
1: Oh man,
0: hammy. But yeah, it was interesting. But yeah was, so
1: first job. Did you guys ever have the worst job?
0: <laughs> oh God, yeah, I had, I had. uh You know, when worst jobs when you had bad bosses, right? I mean, jobs and jobs and job jobs. I had a job <laughs> once, like it, I, and it was for a great company, but, but it was uh, in the Parkway Center. Ah, okay. I know where is. And Sears had a, a, a great store and all that, and yeah. it was a great company, obviously. But what they did was they had an area of their automotive where they would take in used batteries and they would make get the lead from the used batteries. It was in the basement of the Parkway Center Mall. Or I'm sorry, not the Parkway Allegheny Center. Allegheny. I'm saying okay. I'm sorry, Terry. Allegheny Center Mall, Northside. So we would have these pallets, okay, with all these batteries and stuff. And, and I and I got this job unloading and loading batteries with just acid pouring out of it and uh. shit. They had to call us the mole people because we were down like three floors <laughs> below. That was my, that was my toughest job. And how about you?
1: Wow, the um. The worst job that I had was a door to door salesman. Oh, as what? Selling what? Verizon packages.
0: Was it, was it hard? Because it was it's the a, hardest you
1: know, fucking job. It's just yeah, people, believe people it. People slamming. Nobody wants. Nobody wants to. Nobody yeah. wants to a, it's it, anything like that. It was it was very annoying because it was hot as hell. Right. You're walking around uh, Homestead and all these different neighborhoods, just yeah. selling. And but they would have you in like the most hood places where people didn't have good credit. And it's like You know damn well I ain't selling shit today And even when you did Go to a neighborhood Where people did have A lot of money They just weren't a lot of people just like what they have Right And it's, they don't want to switch it's a change from somebody walking up to your door Exactly And then there was it's, like dogs Like I remember I got uh, Did you get attacked? Well I didn't get bit But like I got rushed by a bunch of beagles once Like a, a pack of beagles <laughs> Sounds and, like a fucking and, Disney yeah, movie Yeah and I'm like <laughs> I'm spinning around singing to them and shit Then there was like houses you would go to Where you just knew that there was someone locked up in the basement <laughs> And you wanted to save them But you couldn't do anything yeah. And we had this hustle man It It was a hustle where they trained you To like learn how to sell the packages Right So you know I I used to try and troll people And just have fun with it Because you're walking around literally all day So you might as well just try to sell and have fun Yeah you might as well have fun And they give you a sheet of like people who have packages Who used to have packages who don't have full packages So you could kind of go off you know where to go And um, I was kind of good at it But it was just the worst job ever Just walking around dealing with people's attitudes Because you're trying to do a job but people are annoyed like if you think about it you're annoying people on their day that they're like chilling so like I knock on a door and you had this hustle where you had to uh, look around shit like you was pointing up at the at the uh, poles (laughs) so if anyone ever knocks on your door doing this you know it's them but they they point up and they're acting like they're looking at something so when a person comes to the door but you gotta stand sideways and I'm a bigger dude so I can't stand front you know frontward towards you And you'd be like, oh shit, this dude You know, this was, uh years back I had this job and they come to the door can I help you oh yeah man you know we're just changing out the lines out here uh you know I was just on a couple poles <laughs> myself and uh went up there and, changed, <laughs> <laughs> and changed a couple lines you know because uh these were old lines but you here. said you were on the pole. yeah yeah that was my hustle <laughs> my hustle was I would tell people I, like I was on the pole my damn self like but you I, were doing it yeah I was like I you see know, some problems up I there see, there's some problems up here this, yeah. this is an old ass line here <laughs> and you need a newer line to connect to with a fiber wire See the difference between fiber wire and copper is and then you had to like I'd draw a that. sheet oh it was so if you told me you climbed up on uh, a pole
2: and did that well, I'd be like oh, I have to have that <clears throat> There was only I'd w- say where's your spiky shoes <laughs>
1: Johnny's going to check. Well, there was yet. one lady who called me out. <laughs> yeah, She said, oh, you were on a pole, huh? <laughs> you were really on a pole. Where's your hard hat? Where's your tool belt? She said, well, I left it back in my vehicle back there, but I was very <laughs> concerned. I was very you. much on that pole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so concerned look. you have damn uh, copper here. This could cause a fire. You need fiber wire. <laughs> you need an optic fiber wire to come directly wow, to your oh box. Oh, my God. Oh, hey, it was the you gotta worst. You got to see what you got to do, Oh, man. you got to do what you got to do, man. I, well, it is
0: the well, worst. What? I it was actually a good job talking about doing what you got to do. <laughs> that job is the mole people. Yeah, I was in I was in Wendy's one day. Okay, yeah. and my buddy Eddie walks in. He's got a suit on, and I am like in this gray suit, like thing with battery acid. I look like a prisoner of war on lunch break. And he goes, Jimmy, <laughs> I, mean, I didn't look bad. I was just my hamburger. Hey, guys, you have you, uh, you have know, uh, 15, 15 minutes. minutes. Yeah. The mole people. Make
2: sure you come back here. I'm
0: going back into the mole, into the mine thing. So I'm just sitting there, and Eddie comes in looking like a million bucks. He's got a suit on. And thing. It said, Buell Planetarium. I think I understand. I think, what are you doing? He goes, working at the Buell Planetarium. Tour guy. I go, are you shitting me? He goes, well, I said, what do you make? And it was like, it was like a little over minimum. It was the same amount I was making unloading fucking batteries. So I go, oh, my God. And he goes, what are you doing? I go, look at me. I'm I'm in a basement of this fucking place I'm with battery acid. He goes, are you kidding? He said, Jim, they're hiring. They need a new guy to guard the trains. I go, what? I go, yeah, they need a new guy for September to January. They had a guy in for, like this was like October. He said, we had a guy for a month they can't stand walking around and he like kind of just quit it was boring i go wait a second you get paid to walk around for the miniature railroad and village and talk yeah i go can you get me that job i'll put a word puts it in i got the job sweet couple weeks later i am walking around the buell planetarium (laughs) i went from the basement to the penthouse i got the (laughs) suit on the only thing is Ed and all these other people were like astronomy, I'm not pulling like at CMU. Yeah. They were they knew astronomy, chemistry, they knew everything. Remember where I was? Yeah. Community college. Was so, I don't know anything about anything <laughs> outside of party. And I am making up everything. <laughs> True story. As I walked through the Buell I ended up giving tours because he hired he hired hiring me mr gerard's guy who had, he, he hires me past the past and just assumed that i knew and everybody else knew it's from cmu i would give tours that went for an hour and a half to little cub scouts about everything that was wrong. like they had the the, the zeiss projector <laughs> with all the stars and and i was supposed to do constellations oh, with this arrow microphone yeah. and it would just go like, cl- click it on you know yeah. and and then there, would be like, "This is the North Star," and then I'd be like, Click it on. "I would just pick out a star." I had no idea. <laughs> Kids are—they don't give a shit. So I'm like, "This is the Milky Way." I'd be like,
2: making my own Milky <laughs> this Way. This general area over here <laughs> is well, all Ryan's
0: bill. <laughs> and they had a pendulum, and it was—it was, was called the Foucault pendulum. And there's this whole thing about this guy who—it's about timing and all that, whatever. I don't even—I still don't know what it is. But I made this story up to in 20 <laughs> minutes. That I had people on the edge of their seat. That this guy, Leon Foucault, with the Foucault pendulum, I had him tying a rock around a thing and a tree, and and I had him, you know, killing people with this rock. <laughs> I mean, I, I make up a whole story with this rock in in this whole, in, in this whole pendulum. Yeah. And kids would be like, I, like I can't believe this, and of course they didn't because Mr. Drey caught me. He's standing there and going, "Do you know anything about this?" And I go no. Do you know anything about this entire building? I go no. <laughs> he goes. He didn't fire me. He just gave me a bunch of books. He said read. A- just at least read up. He goes at least read a little that bit. That was nice of him. Yeah, he was. He was a great guy. <laughs> you just know a little bit about this shit, basically. But yeah, it was it's, so. But you do. what You got to do right. Yeah. You, I had you, to make up the story. I had to, to keep man. the gig. I, I didn't want to get back. Or... I didn't want to go unload batteries again.
2: I just. I just <laughs> couldn't deal with stupid uh, people. Was what? my which. Wow, the whole state of Oklahoma is uh, is on its way. If, I mean, the people were like, people would say this to me, and I didn't like enjoy the job or anything, but people would uh, like they'd see a, a, a shoe for a hundred, like a Nike shoe, Air Max for a hundred and thirty nine dollars, yeah, and they'd want to try it on, and then they'd go, "Yeah, it's not bad," and then they go, "How much are these?" and I go, "They're hundred and." $39, and right. they go, oh, you're proud of them, aren't you? <laughs> like, I'm the one who like set, the set the price. Like, you set the price, yeah, and yeah, you're, you're, yeah. you're all, it's Mr. All- Uppity here. <laughs> oh, you're proud of them, proud aren't of that, you? ain't you? <laughs> and, uh... You know that was that was a, a really a difficult job just because <laughs> awesome. you know you had the redneck mentality You're of private. they just walk up to you and say I need a hunting boot that's not going to be a bitch to break in you know <laughs> like I don't know which one that is <laughs> and I don't you know uh, it was just I, I started, started keeping a list of ridiculous wow. questions and you gotta uh, give me a couple more I'm uh, loving uh, this uh, uh, I yeah. need a boot that is not going to you know. Get messed up if I hit it with an axe. <laughs> uh, I the, the, the thing that really bothered me were the like that was like a seventy year old guy who wanted to uh, get his foot measured. That used to drive me up the fucking yeah. wall. Because look, after five decades. You don't tell me you can't ballpark at eight and a half, nine Yeah, really Nine and a half, ten <laughs> I'll bring out two pairs But I'm not going to go get that little metal thing And put your foot in it Because you view it as a free car wash When you get gas Okay <laughs> <laughs> doesn't work that way
1: Oh, man, oh, God, man. That is i I great. just
0: love the fact they get on you on the price Oh, the, yeah, the price on. is worth it that, aren't you? Where well,
2: That's we can just go good up good there There's a, There was a shoe store called Just uh, Just for Feet and people would all the time. People would all the only time, in Oklahoma. Yeah,
3: I got my stuff in that day. Just for, for feet, feet. Uh, but Nobody people would, else say the so thief has copy written.
2: People would go, "Well, I'm, uh, you don't have our size. I'm just going to go up there to feet for us or feet just our, for feet, and yeah, feet, for feet for us." us. Jesus. They would like butcher the name of the uh, other. Just place. for feet, yeah. just go that there for feet, for feet for
3: us, us. <laughs>
1: feet for us, <laughs> feet for <laughs> us. It's like some protesting
3: group. Feet for us, no.
1: This is inhumane to chop off other feet. Do you hear
0: me, President Obama? (laughs) Feet flaws. And then to to add insult to injury,
2: I would leave that job and go to Subway for four hours and have (laughs) hillbillies (laughs) tell me how to make a sandwich. (laughs) No,
1: you got to tell me about an order. You
3: feel good about that price on that sandwich, huh?
2: (laughs) You and Jared. This is back when they had Subway stamps, just to put it in a time frame. Oh, Do you remember the club, yes. the card.
1: I don't, I you don't know about clicked. subway stamps. I don't think you they clicked, clicked it. Yeah, you got you you yeah. ten
0: sandwiches. You got a free one or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. Well, we had. I remember, like, just about to close down, uh, like fifteen minutes. I might have even told you guys this. Fifteen minutes before we're closing nah, I down, I got it all. I'm putting things away. Saran. And these girls come in with, uh, you know, a piece of paper like the Dead Sea Scrolls, which uh, (laughs) we're going on a float trip tomorrow and we need like 15 sandwiches and I'm supposed to be leaving in 10 minutes. (laughs) Each one has different toppings. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was truly uh, the the darkest point of my life, which is when I was just starting to do stand up and I was even bad at that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, subway sandwiches, yeah, and make, and you make, you were selling shoes,
1: and you're yeah, selling shoes,
2: man, you're doing it all. Who? That'll it all. make you want to get out of the ghetto. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, I, I was like, there got
1: to be something
2: better than this. Uh, there
1: got to be something oh, out man. there for me. Oh man, it's God. like the bulletproof KFC in uh, Homewood. I was, they I had was bulletproof like, glass. They would. It was like prison. You put the money in they rolled roll it around, then your mashed potatoes will come around. <laughs> oh, that's bulletproof funny. Bulletproof mashed
0: potatoes. I was, I was lucky. The comedy clubs were booming uh, for me. So after college, I was able to go out and do, you know, the only, those jobs I mentioned, the only jobs had besides comedy. And yeah. after that, it was just all, it's been all comedy, thank the Lord, because
2: of the comedy clubs and radio, radio and everything. It. But
0: yeah, it's... It, it's interesting, though, the characters, the characters you meet along the way, man. Yeah, yeah the but,
2: guy at Subway, they had a gay guy that worked at Subway that I used to love, and he would say, uh, one time he was philosophizing, and he goes, you know, <laughs> goes, I just find it so hard to believe that God would create millions of people only to be damned to hell because they don't believe in
3: Christianity. <laughs> I was like that's a good point that's man. A good point. Someone should bring bad. that up. And the word's of him, a hammy cute little bastard. Don't get <laughs> so bad don't don't. One thing about a cute little bastard.
0: <laughs> oh man, hey, uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Fun show today, guys. Uh, we miss Mikey, but uh he'll be back next episode. We appreciate you downloading on behalf of you know Josh and Frank, Dave, Wayne, and uh, Johnny and Terry myself. We we thank you so much. From Sideshow Network, Jim Crandon, no restrictions. We'll be back next week. Thanks so much for downloading. Hey, everyone, I want to let you know there's another way to listen and download Jim Cran, No Restrictions podcast. You can get us on SoundCloud.com website or the SoundCloud app on Android smartphones and tablets, as well as Apple, iPhone, iPad, iPod. Go to the SoundCloud website or download the free phone app and search Jim Cran, No Restrictions. It is free to register and listen. In addition, if you can do us a favor, Hit the follow button to be part of our over 50,000 subscribers and have the new episodes sent right to your mobile device. No problem. No fuss, no muss. Thanks for your continued support. Spread the word about SoundCloud.